We were all shocked by what we saw last night in the NFL game. Let's welcome in two guys that we respect, of course, immensely. And they've been there. That's why I, I trust their opinions. I trust their judgments. They've been there. They've been on those NFL fields. They've seen things happen. And I thought it'd be uh, informative to hear from them about last night and their thoughts on that. We welcome in Rick Sanford and Corey Miller. Dr. Rick, how are you? I'm doing great, Phil. Thank you very much for having me on. And Happy New Year to you. And uh, Pastor, Happy New Year to you. I hope things are going well. Going great. Blessings and greetings to everyone here. And those out there listening, hope you're off to a wonderful start to this 2023. Absolutely. Okay, guys. Rick, uh, start with you. Watching the game last night, I'm sure. Huge football game. And then this happens. What were your thoughts as you saw those things play out on the field last night? Well, Phil, it's really strange because I, I've never seen anything like that. I'd never seen a you know, basically a, a player die on the field, and that's what happened last night. If not for the uh, medical personnel, uh, this this young man would not be alive today. And uh, I thought they did a tremendous job in, in um, you know, helping get everything all set up on the field as quickly as they did. And you have to give the NFL credit for being prepared for this. I mean, I don't think anybody is prepared to see what we saw last night, but – you have to give them credit in terms of the um, equipment and all that was used and, and how quickly they, they got to the player. So um, I, I was very impressed with how they handled the situation, but um, there is no, you know, there's no format for anything like that really outside of the preparation of what they had to do. And uh, it's just, just uh, heart wrenching to watch a player fall like that. And, and Corey will be able to tell you the same. I mean, that, that locker room and, and that field is a brotherhood. And when you see a player, you know, it, it's like a member of your family going down. And uh, to see that last night was, was really heart-wrenching and not knowing, especially, you know, uh, that, that did he make it? I mean, did he, did he even make it? Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it was a very, very heart-wrenching uh, situation, I thought. Corey, your thoughts on what you saw last night? Yeah, I echo everything uh, Dr. Rick just said. I mean, I never, uh, my nine years in the National Football League, of course, covering it after that, you know, haven't seen anything like that. We've seen uh, gruesome injuries. We've seen knees and broken legs and even spinal cord, things like that, you know, and a guy, even at that moment, uh, even if he lose conscious for a little bit, they revive and he, you know, he goes off the field with a thumbs up or something, you know, unless his teammates, he lets the fans know, he let the people that are watching on TV know, hey, I'm good, I'll be okay. Um, and players are able to resume. But last night was, you know, I sat with my wife and we were watching the game, and, and when I saw the young man get up and then just, like, collapse, I'm like, this is not concussion because I, I looked at the hit. I'm like, this is not a concussion. This is something totally different. This, is, this isn't good. Um, and, of course, uh, as Rick said, the, the response was tremendous. Uh, these guys are trained. Every, I think every year they're trained for this type of stuff: cardiac arrest, uh, you know, uh, you know, high, hypertension, anything like that. Trauma. They are trained and ready to go. Both sides. Uh, the hospital was close by. I heard about two miles, so he was able to get to a place that could offer excellent care. But, but to say all that, man, I was devastated. I mean, you just sit there because you don't know. You know, is he okay? Is this guy gonna make it? Uh, you know, to be worked on CPR. 
and defibrillator and all this stuff for that long and, and drive off an ambulance and then, you know, you know nothing. So uh, it bothered us. Imagine if we're on that field, Rick, and we've seen, no. you know, punching on his chest and uh, being shocked. I mean, you know, as you said, at that moment, he's he's gone. And so that's yeah. why you saw the facial expression. We're human, man. We're we're gladiators. We 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 fight. We battle. We hit. We tackle all these things, man. And there's a level of toughness, but life is life. You got one life to live that God blesses us with, and uh, and it's precious every single day. And just to think that quick, you know, we always talk about it, right? We always say one play, you know, your career could be over. But think about mm-hmm. what we just witnessed. We never think to these terms. One play, and your life could be over. But but it, it's a violent sport, man, and, and uh, I'm just praying so much. I've been praying all day for this young man and his mother who was there having to watch that. I, I mean, it's not about football anymore to me. It's about this young man's life and, and his family, and I'm praying that God will, will bring him through this. Rick Sanford, Corey Miller with us here on Sports Talk. Rick, the entire sports world in this country, I feel, came to a stop last night when this happened. Maybe even you could say worldwide, but – Certainly in the United States, it's been the only thing people have talked about all day long. And, I mean, I guess if it happened in some other sport as well, it, it, it maybe, maybe you'd have the same impact. But I, I, the NFL being what it is, to see how the whole sports world came to a stop over this situation, what does it say to you about what football players, how they're looked at in this country and, and how they are, especially the NFL level, how they are revered? for what they do, for exactly what Corey said, knowing that you're out there smashing heads and smashing bodies and, and things bad can happen, yet we watch and we can't get enough of it. Yeah, Phil, it's, um, in some ways it's encouraging, and in other ways it's disheartening, you know, because I, I will say this, the game is played out in space so much more than when Corey and I played. I mean, it was, you know, at, at the time that we played, they were – uh, people were complaining. They were saying, "Well, they need to open the game up because you know these guys. They, there's not enough. There's not enough scoring. There's not enough this, and there's not enough that. There's not enough points scored. Well, there's no problem with that anymore because <laughs> they don't let defensive. Well, they don't let defensive guys touch anybody anymore. But but honestly, I, I I think that what's happened, Phil, is that these players nowadays are getting bigger. They're getting stronger, yep. and the game is played so much out in space that you're going to see more and more of these type violent collisions in the middle of the field because that's the defensive backs. I mean, you, you know, you're coming up from 10 yards up to hit a guy now. Um, and, and, you know, you just didn't see a lot of that on a, on a consistent basis like you see right now. So I don't know. I think there's got to be some type of rule changes, and the rule changes need to be in favor of the defense. For God's sake, I mean, you know, you look at even these championship games in college, how in the world do you give up, you know, 45 points and, I mean, you score 45 points and lose. Yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, there, there's just no, there's got to be some changes and there's got to be some changes uh, to to basically slow the scoring and, and, and make it more of a, a, a uh, a defensive game because I think the injuries are going to continue to rise. And I know this was a freak situation. This was a totally freak situation, and I understand that. But the injuries are going to become worse and worse, uh, in my opinion, if they allow this game to be played so much out in space like they're doing now. Mm. Corey, I mean, we don't know for sh- 100% certainty that 
the hit caused it. That seems to be what everybody thinks is the case. I guess eventually the doctors, hopefully once he's up and uh, and and running again, um, the doctors will be able to say exactly what caused it. Who knows? Maybe he had some kind of condition that uh, nobody uh, knew about. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, going back to what Rick said, do you think this will lead to um, any kind of changes in protective gear? I mean, I find it amazing in the NFL – as physical and as hard-hitting as it is and concussions being such a, a concern, for example, you're not required to wear a, to put in a mouthpiece, I don't believe. They don't require you to do that. Some some right. use them, some don't. I would think that would be a, a requirement. Maybe they need to pad up some more. I mean, I look at these guys, they have hardly anything on. The the, the pads are so small, yeah. they, the, the, the pants are up above the knees, and I don't know. I, or maybe the stuff they're wearing, because they are so small, but technologically they're advanced, they still give you a high level of protection. Do they need? Is it is it safe enough with what they've got going right now? I don't want to have a knee-jerk reaction here over this, but do you think something more needs to be done? Yes. Uh, one of the rules that I would implement, Phil, is that you notice offensive players, especially running backs, you know, when they get the ball and they're getting ready to – encounter contact one of the things that they do is they lower the head and they lead with the crown of their helmets nothing is called in that situation right but we focus so much on you know defensive players targeting hitting you know offensive players in the head but think about what running backs do think about last night T. Higgins caught the ball and it's not his fault but he did lower his shoulder and head and and and, and that's where that big blow came right in his chest so I think that needs to be looked at for one number two Yes, you could put some kind of extra pad. Now that we see that this could be a problem, now it's very, very rare, as you alluded to, but it, it, it's, it could be devastating, right, if, if that does happen. And, and, and here's what I say to the players, and this has been going on for a long time. We used, Rick and Taylor, we used to get fined for even, you know, having our socks pulled down. Hmm. I mean, you know, they had the sock police out there. Hmm. You get a fine if your socks not pulled down. Well, now these guys, they want to be so cute. You know, they don't wear the thigh pads. They don't wear the knee pads. You know, they, they don't wear the stuff in the mouthpiece that protects them. You know, and then they get a thigh bruise in the game. Well, look at You have no thigh pads in. Or you get the, the foam off of it, and you just got the little plastic there. I mean, because they feel like, I get it. You feel like you're faster, quicker. You feel like, I want to be as light as I can, like a track guy, a sprinter. He wants to be almost butt naked out there running track. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they think about the other arm the combine. They out here in tights. And well, you're not playing football in no tights where everybody can see all your parts. I mean, be, toast them in the uniform. You want to see how fast they are? Put it, put the pads and the helmet on them and test them in the 40 because that's the true speed. Mm. My point is, yes, something needs to be done, man. And, and uh, you know, this has been an issue. And, and, and I heard uh, somebody talking about this today, even from years past. I mean, look at – I'm 54 years old, man, and I'm beat up. I mean, I hurt every day. It hurts to get out of bed. It hurts to walk. I got knees. I got ankles. I got a neck. My lower back. I mean, you pay a price, and we sign up for this, and I would do it a freaking again mm. because I love the game that much. But at the same time, the NFL needs to do something knowing the ramifications of these athletes years down the road because they don't see it right away. But, man, when you get our age, it, you pay a price for it. So hopefully they'll do better in all of those areas and take care of these athletes and these players like myself and Rick. Mm -hmm. 
Recapping the horrific injury last night to uh, Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin with Rick Sanford and uh, Corey Miller. And, uh, Corey, I wanted to dovetail off what you just said because I was going to ask both of you guys, and please take it in the spirit in which it's intended, why do you do what you did? And secondly, Corey, as a, a father of a football player, had you seen last night, say 10 years ago, would you have tried to discourage Christian from playing football? We talked about that today. You know, he has a radio show down in uh, Birmingham and Tuscaloosa and and he asked me that question. You know, I would play, man, because you know my situation may be different than Rick. This is my way out. I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wasn't going to be a lawyer. I wasn't that smart, man. God gave me a gift with anything with a ball. I could play it, baseball, basketball, football. And I, I, I gained a passion. I loved it. And, and for me, it was like I, I, I got to make it to help my family. My family had no education. You know, this is the way these guys, they get there. It's not, it's not just about them. It's about the village. It's about the family. And, and, and give, your, give them a better life. Give your children. I, I gave my kids a, a wonderful life that I didn't have. And, and so because of, yeah, I hurt. Yeah, I, I, you know, I complain sometimes. But I'd do it again if that was the case. And so, you know, when Christian came along, I, I, I was excited for him to play. If that's what he wanted to do. I wasn't going to make him play. I wasn't going to be overbearing. But I was like, hey, if this is what you want, I got you. But I was telling them guys today, man, I would be so nervous every game. I, I, I walk and I pray. I walk and I pray, man, that for protection because I know how violent this sport is. But, yes, I, I had to do it. I had no other way, man. Uh, the only way I would get to school is through football. My parents couldn't afford for me to go to school. So in my situation, I felt like that's the only choice I had, man. And, and God blessed me and kept me. No major surgeries, no nothing but still just a beat-up body. Rick, what drew you to football? Well, I mean, I love the game. I, I mean, I love to watch the game today. I think if I would have had a, a, a child, and I certainly understand where uh, what, exactly what Corey's talking about, I, I think I would have set my child down, and I'm sure Corey did this with Christian. Yeah. I would have set – I had two girls, so I didn't have to worry about too much about, <laughs> two guys, about, about them playing football, but – had I had a, a, a young man, I believe I would have sat him down and said, look, you don't have to do what your father did, okay? You you just have to do what makes you happy. But I need to make you aware of what you're about ready to embark upon. <laughs> and uh, I, I think I would have had that conversation. And then, you know, if, if they want to play on their own, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. Because I tell you what, once you play football, there's nothing like the experience of, of being in a locker room or being on a field and there's nothing like the preparation involved in, in, in succeeding, I guess. Is, is and you know what? And I've always said this. People always ask me, say, oh, you must have had some great experience. And I said, yeah, you know what? And I had some terrible experiences. I had a lot of losses. And you know what? I, and those losses actually made me more of a better person than all those wins did. And so I think I think you learn a lot about life and football that that other things and other sports can't teach you. And I, and I think it's just because of the physicality of the game. And I think it you know it makes you tougher in life. And I, and I do believe that 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 has um, has been you know a, a fortunate thing for me. Now I'm like Corey. I mean I'm beat up. I'm I'm hurt. Um, you know yeah we understand that and. Um, 
you know, we don't have to like that, but that is, that is the, and, and I would, I would tell my child the same thing. You know, if you're going to play football, you be prepared to hurt when you're about 50 years old. Cause I promise you, you're going to feel good in your twenties and thirties and even into your forties. Yep. But when you hit 50 years old, uh, yep. life changes. It just does. It, changes. it just changes. It, it, yes, it definitely changes, and it's going to be different for you. Let me add this real quick to piggyback. Like my son, I had that conversation with Christian, and of course, you know he's a second generation NFL player, but he, you know, he got three years invested, uh, set up that COVID year, but it's still counting. He says his biggest issues like that. I, I've had so many injuries. I've been beat up. You know, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And he said this verbatim. He says, "I see you, Dad." He said, I see you hurting and hardly getting out the car sometimes or getting up off a couch. I see the grimace and the pain. And he said, you know, I got my master's. Uh, you know, I made good money the first three years. He bought himself a house. He's ahead of the game. And he said, I just, I'm not sure that I, I love this game that much to the point that I, I want to uh, go through what you're going through. And so that's that's basically what, what's happening with him right now. And I can applaud that. You know, 10, 20 years ago, I might have said, I've been pushing it because I'm looking at the money, the bag, as they say. But today I'm saying, man, you, your health is all you freaking got. It's the most important thing you got. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You can, you're smart enough. You're going to do well in life, period. I want to thank both of you guys for being with us. Uh, it's, I know it's a, it's a difficult uh, subject for football players to talk about when you see what happened last night. We really appreciate you all sharing some Great time with us, and we wish you a happy new year and a healthy new year and those uh, little aches and pains, uh, you know, being gay and um, oh, being gay is good and uh, maybe a goodies powder or two, you know, take those uh, every couple of days. You'll That'll help you, but well, really, we, we, we well, wish you the best. I'll smoke some of that Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to get the trip with Aaron Rodgers. He's doing pretty good. Tell you what, man, and get your get your hair cut like that, Pastor. You'll be doing just fine. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, hey let me problem. tell you, Phil. Yeah, Phil, Phil, let me add one other thing. Okay, I, I think if you're a football player, you better believe this. Okay, if you're fortunate enough to get out of football without any surgeries, okay, mm. if you can, if, if somehow or another, if you're ever fortunate enough to do that, when you hit about fifty to sixty years old, since I've been out of football now. 14 surgeries. Ooh. Okay. So it, it all stemmed from football. Ooh, wow. <laughs> okay? so. But Dr. Rick, I hate to say it. I mean, to look at you, 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 you still look like an Adonis out there. I mean, your, well, your body yeah, fat's about what? Like you're you're hey. like 2% or something? What do you got? Yeah, well, looks are deceiving, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank yes, you guys sir. again. And uh, hopefully next time we talk to you guys under better circumstances and uh, we talk some some good things about football, but thank you so much, Corey. Take care, Rick. Yep. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. talk to you guys again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. thanks, fellas. Rick, take care, buddy. Good to hear from you, Rick. Yes, sir. You too, Corey. All right, there you go. Fabulous Rick Sanford, stuff. Corey Miller, uh, two former Gamecock stars, two standouts in the NFL, and uh, I just thought what they had to say would be uh, would be entertaining, informative, and enlightening. And you know, it is. Um, and and again, uh, you salute. I salute any football player, no matter what mm-hmm. level they are playing, um, and no matter what kind of contribution they make. Because, I mean, just to get a uniform, you have to go through a lot of work. You have to go through all the the round the year training and the weightlifting and the conditioning and all that. And there's so many. I mean, I think there are. I agree with them. There's so many great things about football 
and they and it does so many wonderful things for people. But there's always, you know, I guess you call it the dark side, right? The people don't really once you watch the game and you get back in your car, you go to your tailgate. You don't see the dark side of it, and that no. is what those guys kind of go through in the days and weeks after a, a football game. 